Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs who really want to step up their social media content creation game. This membership includes one live training per month with yours truly, one guest speaker per month, one member spotlight per month, one power hour chat per month, a new tutorial every single month, five caption copy templates every single month, five images and graphics every single month, a Facebook group, and much, much more. This membership is especially perfect for people that have personal brands. If you are the face of your brand and you want to create and share amazing content on social media and you need some ongoing support and help, this is for you. Enrollment is only open for two weeks. Do not miss this opportunity to get ongoing help, support, trainings, tutorials from me and from amazing guest speakers every single month to help make your social media and content amazing. All right, go ahead and go enroll right now, smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 75. I am your host, Brittany Carlson. What's up? Welcome to another episode. I'm so happy to have you. Welcome back. If you've been here before, welcome back. I freaking love you so much. If you've never been here before, well, welcome to the party. We always talk about cool shit, social media, and beyond on the Social Sunshine Podcast. And today's episode is super sweet because the guest is my buddy from Chicago, Illinois, Dan Peterson. We will be talking to Dan a little bit later. He actually essentially does the exact same thing that I do professionally. Um, We both have social media marketing uh, companies where we help small business owners with social media management, content creation, and all that jazz. But he does it in Chicago and I do it in Houston. So we have a really good chat. Honestly, you don't want to miss it because it's like we we basically dig into the mindset behind social media, like marketing yourself on social media and how you can have the right mindset to help it make it all easier and better and just more fun. So I'm excited to talk to Dan here in a few minutes. First of all, you know, I got to say it, please leave a review. You guys are doing it, by the way. You're doing it. I'm seeing the iTunes reviews coming in ever since I've been asking you to do it. You've been doing it. Thank you so much. So if you listen to the show on iTunes, please leave a rating and review. We love a five-star rating and a little review, like a sentence or two. It is so incredibly helpful for the show. Like you literally just stopping like right now and just going and doing the review on iTunes, it will make 
such a huge difference for the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those that have already been doing it. And please go ahead and do that if you have not already. And if you listen to the show on a platform that doesn't have that kind of like rating and review system, you can always just do a review on the Facebook page. That's really helpful too. All you got to do on Facebook is search Social Sunshine Podcast and then go in there and leave a review there. Also, something that's very cool and very helpful is if you share in your Instagram stories. So like right now, while you're listening, you just take a screenshot, you know, like the little screen that shows like my face smiling in the sunshine and all that stuff. Take a screenshot, share that screenshot into your Instagram stories and tag the show and tag me. So the show, excuse me, on social sunshine, I mean, the show on Instagram, blah, is at the social sunshine podcast. And I am at Brittany Crossan. So thank you. Thank you so much for your love and support. Let's get going. So enrollment for my membership, Small Biz Social Society, is in full swing. It's been open for about a yeah a week now, and it's not going to be open for that much longer. So do not delay. Get yourself enrolled, smallbizsocialsociety.com. But I wanted to bring it up real quick before, before my chat with Dan here in a sec, because I get these questions and and I thought of a really good idea on how to answer some questions that I've gotten over over like um like personal branding, creating content that's like more maybe fun or exciting or interesting or or intriguing or you know all these really cool adjectives that you might use uh for for the word entertaining, right? Content. Um how to even like do that, right? The, what you should even be doing, how it helps your personal brand, how that even helps your business sharing like, you know, all different kinds of cool creative content on social media. And I I found a good way to help explain this. Okay. I have an example. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Let me tell you a story about my friend Lanier. So Lanier is actually a friend of mine. I've known Lanier for many years. Uh, We were involved in theater work together. He directed me as an actor in in a local theater production, at a dinner theater, and it was so much fun. And he's such a great, talented, awesome person that I've kept in touch with over the years. So Lanier came to me last year in the midst of the 2020 craziness. And he's like, I need help with social media because we, so he's a director of a nonprofit. Okay. That actually, um, helps, uh, alcoholics. And it's a really important thing that he does. And he came to me wanting help with social media. And he's like, I just want to get more exposure. I want to get out there into the world get some attention put on our organization uh, so that we can raise money. We can help these people that we're here to help the whole point of the organization. Right. And I'm willing to just do what it takes on social media and just put it all out there and go for it. But I don't know what to do. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Yes. We're totally doing this. So I took him on as a one-on-one client and we, we, you know, we talked it out, long story short, you know, broke it down, what he wanted, what his goals were, what he's trying to do and all these things, right? So up until that point, Lanier had only been sharing, love you, Lanier, but you know, like mediocre stuff on social media. It wasn't anything too um, exciting, okay? And, and the thing is, is that he is an exciting person. And he is a talented person and a smart person. He's super knowledgeable. He's super passionate about what he does. He's so 
animated literally like in his facial expressions um he's really engaging and and has a beautiful uh smooth voice and he has all these really cool um traits that that we weren't seeing we weren't seeing any of that on social media none zero so you know we go through the 90 days of consulting where i'm i'm helping him develop a plan what kind of content to do what you should be doing how often um you know getting up that courage to just go for it and be so authentic and all that jazz and let me just tell you what he accomplished in 2020 a year that was clearly wild and crazy in all the ways we could possibly imagine when they thought this organization thought that they may not raise any money in 2020 because of what was going on, they they didn't know were people still going to donate money to our cause? Are we going to be able to keep functioning and running the way we have been and helping the people we're here to help? They didn't know if they would have anything. And because of Lanier's social media efforts, like legit almost 100% because of what he did, they ended up raising more than $20,000 more, does that make sense, than what they had anticipated for that calendar year because of his social media efforts. So if you're wondering, what the hell did he do, Brittany? Let me explain. This is how it answers this question I get about like personal branding, you know, creating all sorts of creative, cool content and like how it even helps your business, right? Because you may not always be talking about your business. So Lanier was not necessarily talking about their business. He wasn't like, this is what I do for my work. Let me show you a picture of me at work. This is how we do things at work. Like he wasn't doing that. He starts using what's in his tool belt. And you've heard me talk about it. What do you have in your tool belt that you can use to put into your content? So he has years of experience as a performer. Like I told you, he has really great facial expressions. He's really animated. He has a really cool, smooth voice. Um, He's really, really engaging. He smiles. He looks you in the eye. You want to talk to him. Like he's got this kind of vibe about him, right? He used all of those things and he started creating some of the coolest shit ever, if I do say so myself. I didn't tell him what to create. He decided what to create. So he started doing lots of comedy things, lots of lip syncing, like he does a dash cam lip sync thing um, that he puts on TikTok and he also puts on um, Instagram and on Facebook. He uses those videos all over and he's just super fun with the lip syncing and just having a good time. That's it. That's it. He's just creating content with his existing skills, talents, knowledge, all the things that he's got going on. He decided to create some fun lip syncing videos, put them out there in the world on a consistent, disciplined basis. He's been doing this for many months now, by the way. And what happened was absolutely amazing because people in his network, people you know, connected to him on Facebook, people following him on Instagram and on TikTok, all over the place, were then looking to him. He caught their attention because marketing, my friends, is two things, your message and attention. Now, he he knew his message. He knew what they were trying to do to help these people in their organization. He knows what's in their hearts and what 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 their purpose is, but he needed that attention. And he knew he had these talents and these skills that he could just use and have fun with it too. So to him, he's over here creating these fun videos where he's lip syncing and he's doing, um, sometimes he's doing like these one-liner jokes as well. It's really good stuff. And he enjoys that. So that's the first thing. 
He's creating content that he enjoys creating. That, my friend, is sustainable. If you are trying to create content that you are miserable creating, it's not sustainable. You're not going to keep doing it. You're going to quit. You're going to quit. That's just what's going to happen. Because who wants to keep doing something month after month after month after month after month after month after month that you hate? That's not cool. So he chose the types of things that he wanted to do, that he had fun doing, these these videos with the music and the lip syncing and all that jazz, and he stuck to it. And he was consistent. And he put it out there. And people would be like, oh, Lanier, I love your videos. Oh, my gosh, you're so funny. Oh, this is so fun. Oh, you made me smile today. You brightened up my day, right? And in between... He kept sprinkling in information about their organization and what their 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 purposes, their causes, their projects, what they're working on, how they're helping people. And he sprinkled that in there as well to remind people, by the way, remember what I do. Remember my work? It's important. And we need donations. We need support. We need eyeballs. We need all these things to help this organization run. And it just was magic. I mean... I still like, I I still get a little emotional whenever I think about it because I just like, uh, it's crazy because you think, you know, people want, we, a lot of us want to get on social media and truly make an impact and like maybe, you know, not only change lives, but maybe even save lives. And to think that I had a small part in this journey of his of getting out there, not only doing something fun for himself and creating these cool videos and having fun with it, but then having those get that attention that they needed to be able to go out there and help more people in their community. It's just the most beautiful thing. I'm so incredibly thankful to be a part of it. So if you're wondering, okay, Brittany, yeah, You've talked about, you know, use what's in your tool belt to create videos. If you know how to play the piano, play the piano. If you know how to garden, garden. It doesn't have to be about your business all the time. You can just create stuff about, you know, the stuff you know how to do and that you love and da-da-da, just like I do with the treadmill. If you're wondering, like, but how is that going to help? Well, that's how it's going to help. You see what it did for Lanier and for their small organization that really, really was worried about, about what 2020 could possibly do to them and to the people that they are there to help. And the fact that they surpassed their goals, their donations in a year that was so crazy, where a pandemic strikes is absolutely astounding. And it's all because he decided to put it all out there, stop holding back, create that fun content, get some eyeballs on what he wanted to get eyeballs on, and do some good stuff with it. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. So just know that if you know how to do something that you want to show the world that you're passionate about, if say, say you do know how to play the piano and you're like, gosh, you know, I really love that. And I feel like it would just be fun. I'm just going to make some videos, playing the piano, maybe playing some popular songs that people know or, 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 you know, having some sort of like routine where every Tuesday and Thursday you play the piano on Instagram or, you know, I don't know, whatever you decide to do. And you use that existing talent or skill to get out there and to reach people, to to get people's attention, and you're enjoying it all the while? That, my friend, that is what makes social media so damn cool and so damn fun. Ever since I started sharing my treadmill dancing videos, treadmill dancing, of course, dancing on the spin bike and on the ground sometimes even, 
ever since I started doing that more consistently a year or so ago, my business and life have both changed for the better. I'm doing something on camera that is authentic to me that I enjoy, just like Lanier. Therefore, I'm enjoying it. Therefore, that means I'm going to keep doing it. It's sustainable. And it's grabbing people's attention. It's drawing people into me, just like he drew people into him. They're seeing it's authentic. People can tell when you're being real and when you're truly enjoying yourself. And they want to enjoy things with you. That brought in those eyeballs that I needed because I already had a solid business. already had talent. I already knew what I was doing. You know, I just needed some expansion, just like he did. So I encourage you to use this Use this story to inspire you to do the same thing. If you have something you want to put out there and you are the face of your brand and you want to put your talent, skills, knowledge, whatever, out there into the world and you're hesitating, stop hesitating. Stop holding back. Like now is the time to do it. There are people out there that need to see what you can do and they want that. And that can then translate into business growth. I wish you the very best in this journey. This is the kind of thing that we dig into in my membership, Small Biz Social Society. The enrollment is open now. We go over all kinds of stuff on a regular basis of content creation, how you can create cool things that are authentic to you, ideas, caption copy, like actual caption copy templates that you can use. Maybe you're not the best writer and you can't always think of what you need to write your captions. We've got you covered. Powwows, like power hour chats to where you can brainstorm and support each other in this community. Guest speakers, a guest speaker every single month. And they're really good, might I add. Teaching us all kinds of different things about online marketing, social media, and business. And then, of course, live training with me every single month, sometimes more than once a month. It's really, really an incredible, incredible community. I hope that you'll be a part of it. Go to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll right now. Don't delay because it's not going to be open for too much longer. All right, you guys, I'm going to stop chatting because I really want you to hear this awesome interview with my buddy, Dan Peterson, coming up next. Today's guest is the owner of FlipSwitch, a full-service social media marketing and branding company located in Chicago, where he's worked with hundreds of businesses, both big and small. A few fun facts about him. He's a musician. He's been performing solo and in bands for 20 years. He's a husband and a dad of three girls, and he first appeared on this show on episode 27 back in May of 2020. Welcome back to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Dan Peterson. Uh, thanks so much, Brittany. It's good to be back. You're welcome. I'm so happy to have you. We've stayed in touch uh, on social media, of course, over this mm-hmm. past like crazy, however many months it's been now, like nine months since you were last on the show. So if you would just remind everybody, you know, what you do. I mean, you do a very similar to what I do, but please let everybody know what you do. Yeah, there's lots of business to go around, right? So um, (laughs) like you, we do social media marketing. So my company is FlipSwitch. I started it in, well, it'd be nine, let's see, nine years here in April of 2021. So um, nine years ago, and we're still helping small businesses all over the country, but we're focused mainly in Chicagoland. Uh, That's where we're based out of. And that is where I am slowly starting to dial things back in and and grow the business back here in our backyard again. But uh, Uh, it's a lot of small businesses that we work with and a few mid-sized companies. 
do you do you i'm just curious um do you do you do like a bunch of ad type stuff too or do you like what is more of your leaning focus to help people with so we do it all we do the posts we do monitoring so when people ask questions leave reviews leave comments we handle all that in real time right uh, we do paid ads we do uh creative graphic design digital stuff we're, we're getting in, into video right now as we speak cool. um so that's something i mean we've done a little bit but now we're really starting to add like an actual video person that's going to do some bigger video stuff so good that's awesome i, I mean you know i love video so that's like that's a big deal yeah, in this world exciting. that's awesome okay okay i wasn't sure if you did the whole shebang or what um yeah mm -hmm. we're, we're similar over here and i like how you said like well, before we started recording, you were talking about um, how there's like a million businesses in your backyard, you know, then like tons right. of them need help with social media. And it's the same thing here in Houston. It's just, it's just crazy how you and I are so used to social media being a normal thing, but there's still so many businesses that it's not yet, you know, and right. I'm like, welcome to the world of social media. Let us help you. Right. <laughs> or they have an account and they haven't posted since like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really, hard. it's hard to stay crazy. consistent. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Like you would think that now it's 2021 social media has been out for a long time. I mean, it's not like it's a couple years old and it's got the best bang for your buck of any type of marketing that's ever existed on the planet. You can target literally the people that you want in your backyard. I mean, dial down to their level of income and their interests and what they want. And if they've talked about your product or service before, I mean, like how much better can it get right. than social media marketing for a business? Right. Yeah. And yet so many people don't do it. It's and really like, crazy. It's like, okay, Facebook, how do you know these things about us? You know so many things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they know our life. Um, okay. So I, we, I, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Um, okay. So we were just going to chat about a couple of fun things or fun. If you're like us and you like to kind of geek out on this whole marketing thing. Um, tell me about your slogan. So you said your slogan right now is think social first, right? In your, in right, your business, so, right? Yeah. For the business. So every year now, starting last year, we're going to do this. And last year, because of the pandemic, it was um, pivot, don't panic where we were encouraging small businesses to pivot and find areas of opportunity instead of freaking out and just thinking that they're immediately out of business. This year, it is think social first. So it's all about everything you do on your day-to-day -day operations with your business, your day-to-day -day life. It's putting social media in the forefront instead of a, as an afterthought. So coming to the table of a meeting where you're sitting down with your coworkers, for example, and um, taking a picture of that meeting or doing a video clip of stuff that you're talking about in that yes. meeting and yes. using it for social. Right. Um, or if you're out shopping with your kids, you know, take a picture with them and, and use that somehow in your social media mix for additional personal content and things like that. So it's more of a, more of a mindset that we're pushing to get people to realize that you don't have to sit down and have a straight business strategy where, you know, it's like, well, okay, what are we going to post today? What are we going to post tomorrow? It's more of on the fly, yes. putting social media first is kind of the, the mindset that we're pushing. So I love that so much because first of all, it's my life. Like that's right. literally how I live life. Like ask my husband, he, I mean, he's now he's used to it, but it's, it's, and I can't help it. It's just, I think, and, and I think it, I, 
I know people have opinions about how much you share or whatever. It doesn't mean you have to share your whole life, but you're right. Like, especially if you're trying to use it for, for business growth, it's a mindset. And I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to, I'm going to shout this from the rooftops whenever this episode comes out. So everybody will listen. Um, and, and then you already have stuff that you're, you're creating kind of as you go. Right. Because like you said, some people get overwhelmed. They're like, Oh no, I have to post something on Tuesday. I have to post something on Thursday. And, I'm, and they freak right. out. But if you're, if you've kind of been just gradually creating content and considering it all the time, it's going to come a lot easier. Yeah. It becomes part of your day-to-day life and your day-to-day business operations. Instead of being this outlier that stresses you out because you're sitting like, okay, now what am I going to post about this week? And I got to come up with all this content. And I mean, you should still have strategies and all of that. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have to be rocket science and it doesn't have to be so difficult. You can take your day-to-day life and turn it into content and, and people want to see that anyway, right? It's not, you don't always need polished, perfect, mm-hmm. quote unquote, perfect content. Right. It's more like, what are, what's Brittany doing in her day-to-day life? And, and, you know, to your benefit or um, to this point, you have done a really, really good job with your personal brand and parlaying that into your business and vice versa with the whole treadmill thing, you know, the, <laughs> uh, the, the wine, the whole thing, like you're, you've Thank got you. it down pat and you're an exact example of what I'm talking about. Thank so. you so much. Thank you so much. I work hard at it. it. Although it doesn't seem like hard work anymore. I guess it was for a while, but, um, but you know what you, you set a great example. And this is actually something I was telling a client not too long ago when you said, if you're having a team meeting at your business or whatever, just getting a photo of that, or, you know, what, whatever you're doing, if you're at the office or you're even on a zoom call or whatever, I mean, mm-hmm. that's so true. And it, and people, I think people overlook that, right? They think, well, that's not special enough, but content on social media does not have to be groundbreaking every time. It doesn't have to be dancing on a treadmill. It doesn't have to be that. It's just giving people an insight because they're going to connect and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, there's Sally, there's John. Oh, look, they're having a meeting. This is neat. Yep. And it's simple. Yep. I wish that's more people it. would do that. I know. And I then just- it would just alleviate the the stress level of so many business owners that think that they can't just create content. And of course, obviously you and I want them to still hire us out because there's a lot of science and data that we use. Like everything we do is a data-driven approach. Right. So we're looking at the algorithms and all this other stuff, but we can't be there to take every minute of content for the, for the client, right? Like they're in their business on a day-to-day basis. They take those photos, they do the live video, they do the stuff that we can't be there to do. And then we take the other 90% of it and create that aspect of it. But when they go hand in hand, it's a beautiful mixture that really, really works well. Right. And um, yeah, so that's why we created that slogan. I love that slogan so much. Seriously, like I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this. I'm going to have to go. (laughs) Thanks. I really am like, cause, cause I never even realized it until you said it just now. It's so funny that, that it really is a mindset and that's just cause I live that way. So I'm living living proof. Um, and mm-hmm. I like how you said also, so like, okay, that's a good example for people about if they were going to hire somebody in their area or you or me, it doesn't matter to help them with their social media, but they need to have that aspect of participation or something. Like, even if they don't want to actually do the posting, there's going to be those moments where they need to do like a quick selfie videos, giving their audience an update or whatever it is. Right. I feel like there's a compromise there, right? Because Cause even if somebody's good at like, okay, I can get better at documenting stuff, 
mm-hmm. and sending it to you. But then I have to be disciplined and post it. Like it's, it's all those things I think for, for a lot of um, business owners, do you find like one of those is, do you find that one of those is more difficult than the other for people? Do you feel like it's more about creating the content or consistently sharing it or, or both? What do you think? Um, I think it varies by business. And I think that a lot of the people we work with um, are on all ends of the spectrum. So I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. We have, we have a client, uh, well, we have several clients on one end of the spectrum that are completely set it and forget it. So we've been working with them for years. We don't even have conversations with them. I mean, maybe once a year, it's completely off their plate and it's crazy to me that they're not more involved, but that's the way it is. Yeah. The other end of the spectrum is everybody's highly involved and they almost can't let go of the reins enough to even let us do what we do because they're so involved with it. So ideally the people that we want to work with in the middle and the ones that seem to see the best results are the ones that have a a good mixture of being able to do some of the content on their own and the stuff, like I said, that we can't be there to do. And then let us take parts of those, you know, those pieces of content, like let's say some video or something like that, polish it up, create a little mini commercial out of it or whatever, Um, but then create the rest of it from scratch for them. So maybe they're doing 10, 20%, we're doing the other 80%. Right. But when we come together in the middle, it, it's just the right mix of real content. I guess you could call it real where it's them doing it in their business. And then 80% of us doing it on, on top of that from like a 30,000 foot view. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's so true. It's uh, most of the time it's kind of both or kind of in the middle. Cause I, I find that too. Now that I'm thinking back on working with different people, I, it's, I guess it is a little bit of both in, in the instance, but it's, it's funny. Cause even when somebody, even like, if I start working with somebody, I don't know if you've had this happen before, start working with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, we actually do have a lot of, um, like media type content you know, already. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they might send me a, like a Dropbox to, and they have all these beautiful photos and stuff. And I'm like, you've had, where, why are you sharing these? They've been sitting here. It's so cute. It all looks so great. You got, you yep. hired a professional photographer for this and they're still not sharing it. So I think that even if you've accomplished the content end of it, or at least a large portion of it, you just, it's just getting used to sharing. It's just being disciplined. Like if you're going to do it yourself, you know, you've got to be disciplined right? to keep going because it's like, it's a long game. That's what I feel like. I feel like social media is a long game. I know you do ads. See, I don't do that many it ads. Is. And I know that ads can really like boost stuff big time. If I guess if enough money is spent. Right. right. But, well, two points there. Yeah. So we, um, we do ads. We don't do a lot of them because well, how do I say? It? I guess we kind of pride ourselves in our ability to build their organic reach and engagement. Same. Yeah, I'm saying. And it saves them money, right? I mean, if they don't right. have to spend as much or they get the best of both worlds, they, they still spend, but they're also getting the organic and now they're getting double what they would have if they didn't, you know, didn't spend any money. But um, so that's one aspect of it. And then the other thing is from a, a content standpoint, I feel that a lot of business owners are scared to put out content, even when they think it looks good. Like you were talking about the photos and the media, they are, are kind of um, bashful almost about putting out their pictures and their content. Like they're going to be judged for it. And I think there's this mentality that people are out to get you on social media. Right. And we've come to this place in this world where part of that is true, but 
nine times out of 10, it's more about insecurities within the person and the business owner themselves thinking yes. that their content's not good, right? right? And when you get past that, I, I've always said it, flip switch in your company too, we sell time and expertise. Right. So we take it off your plate so you don't have to do it and we do it better than you can do it as an, as an individual or as a company because this is all we do. So time and expertise, that that's it. The rest right. of it, I mean, anybody can Google how to do some of the stuff we do, but a lot of it is just the due diligence and the expertise and the time it takes to implement that expertise. Right, right. Several there's hours something, a day. There's something different about like being in some, like logged into somebody's account and being in it. And mm -hmm. like the way that you, like you're saying with the expertise and like how you can, you can kind of, you might say you would have done this, but once you're in it and you're seeing the kind of comments they're getting or you're seeing what's happening, then you can go, oh no, we do, we should do this, right? It just, right. it's all, there's so many variables to it. It's so funny whenever somebody asks me like a real black and white question on social media, I'm like, well, <laughs> there's lots of choices. There's lots of things that could happen. I don't know, right? I mean, there's a gazillion mm -hmm. variables. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm the same with ads though. I'm the same with ads. Although I had, um, recently a girl on the show talking about Facebook ads, cause that's all she does. And it was really fascinating to me, you know, her whole process, she explained it mm -hmm. and it blew my mind, the money, the money that people spend on oh, these yeah. ads. And they'll just like the, but like budgets of tens of thousands of dollars for just yeah. ads, but you could do a lot organically. Right. I think. Well, and our client base is different than a lot of agencies as well like we're after the small business owner that needs the help because everybody goes after the bigger ticket places yep. so our clients may spend you know three four hundred dollars a month with us and we still include some paid ads within that portion but their um their ads are highly designated um, every dollar is designated to and a goal an end point so Maybe they're only spending 20 bucks or 30 bucks on an ad, but it's to hit a one mile radius around their business. That's the exact demographic of their purchase point, you know, their buyer. And it's like right. putting that $5 or 10 or 20 or $30 into that mix, um, into those ads right at the right time with the right goal in mind is far more powerful than the business owner themselves maybe spending two or three or 400 just shotgunning the money out there, sending it off into the ether and hoping that they get a return. Right. We actually had, that's a true story. Actually, what I just pulled from there, we actually had a client years ago who insisted on running his own ads, even after he hired us. And he was spending hundreds of dollars a month on ads and getting no return. And we took 20 bucks and got him phone calls within the first <laughs> week. And he's, and he insisted about continually spending this money. I was like, look, if we're doing it with 20 bucks, you insist upon spending 200. Why don't you give us the 200 and we'll 10X your rate of return. Since <laughs> right. we, you know? And he was just adamant about doing it himself and wasting that money. And he blew through that money. And I, that's the one time probably in, in the nine years of running this company that I've truly face palmed myself every time I've told that story since. And that's been like five years ago. Right. It's like, what are you doing with that money? But my point is, is that like, that's where the expertise comes in, right? I mean, spending 200 yourself or 20 bucks with an agency can sometimes equal the same rate of return. Right. So why not spend less with somebody like you or my company or somebody that actually knows what we're doing right. instead of blowing money by throwing it yeah. out there in ads? 
Well, and I like how that, like all of that really especially applies to a local business. So like you said, like they could, they could advertise to some like one mile radius of where they're physically located because mm-hmm. a lot of people that come on this show talk about online businesses that, you know, mm-hmm. that's, so it's like, they can be helping anybody any, anywhere in the world or anywhere in the country. And they, right. they do things like spending thousands and thousands of dollars on ads because you want to just want to reach anybody that's anywhere. And, but rarely do I get to talk to anybody, which I appreciate about local businesses. Cause that's, I mean, I come from that kind of background. I know you do. Um, and we both help businesses like that. So anybody out there that if you're trying to target an area, um, like Dan's saying, like you, you can do a lot, you can get a lot of bang for your buck because you're, you can tell it the zip code or the, you can actually, what do you call it? (laughs) on the map or whatever you know what i mean yes geo target <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> there you go um yeah i mean it's really and that's really really um valuable for somebody like if you have a store and mm-hmm. you want the people close to the store to come to the store then that's all you need to worry about advertising to right and that's a big uh, mistake that small businesses make i think they they don't get it in the first place right i mean most of our clients come to us because they they are really just, it's not what they grew up with. They, they just don't get it. And that's fine. That's why we exist. But they see stuff online and they hear stuff online about running ads and, and should I be on TikTok now? And should I be like the, should I be doing this? And should I be doing that type of mentality is enough to drive them crazy as it is. And then when they have some money to spend on ads and they don't know what to do with it, it just, it just, causes that much more of a problem, that much more confusion. And there's no reason, like you said, to try to market outside of your hyper-local little geocentric area where if 90% of your customers are coming from within a five mile radius, why are you worried about marketing to somebody in other parts of your state? Or, you know, just so much money gets wasted in in ads on social media and it it drives us crazy. And I know it drives the business owners crazy because it's their money. Right. So, they, I feel like there's a, a lot of confusion there and there, there are solutions for it though. There, they, you know, um, spending that money, spending those dollars wisely and dialing in. I mean, it's the same thing I just said with flip switch. We are doing the same thing. We've been, we've had clients all over the country and it's like, why aren't we focusing on our own backyard? We're in Chicago and there's a million small businesses here. You know, why are we even worried about what's going on in Colorado? So (laughs) I get it too. I'm a business owner, just like the ones I'm talking about. And we get in our heads and next thing you know, you're trying to bring in business from all over God's green earth. And you just should be focused on your backyard first. Once you've saturated that, then add another five mile radius, then another five mile radius. Right. Unless you're online, of course, right. Online sale, that's different, but we're talking brick and mortar here. Right. So true. I agree a hundred percent. What about, we were talking earlier about influencer marketing. Mm, let's yes. di- let's dive into that. Tell me, tell me what you think. What's the deal? So ironically, in the week that you and I are recording this right now, within the last seven days, I have had more conversations about influencer marketing than I have in the last seven years. And the reason for that is that, well, I don't actually know why they all came in one week, but I do know <laughs> the reason why it's so popular is because it works. And so we're starting here. Um, at Flipswitch, we're starting to do micro-influencer campaigns where we're getting local people, maybe they have a thousand followers, maybe 2000, maybe 500 if the followers are the right followers, but they are in the school district that we're trying to target or they're in that 
one community that we're trying to hit. And uh, we just did it with a local business a week ago. We got two micro influencers. One was a high school kid, one was a mom. They put out three posts each during that week leading up to Valentine's Day uh, is a cupcake place. So sell cupcakes for Valentine's Day. And it reached uh, five, 6,000 people, something like that combined, just in the exact demographic we're talking about. So in the school district that we're trying to hit, within a mile or two of the business in you know the 28 to 48 year old moms with kids who are looking for the Valentine's Day gift ideas right. both for them and for others and i mean it just went over really really well and we did it on such a small scale that it was so affordable that any business you could you could be on your last $5 in your business and you could you could afford this cuz it's that affordable yeah so that's something we're really doing right now. We're really recommending businesses start to look at this because it is, you know, you don't, everybody thinks with influencer marketing, it's all about having 10,000 followers or 50,000 followers or 100,000 followers. And you don't need that. What you need is for the people that matter as an influencer to be your influencers. Even if they only have 1,000 followers, if 900 of those are exactly the customer you're trying to reach or they're tangential to those customers and you can actually... Um, at least through one layer of separation, target your your uh, ideal leads and your ideal customers. Maybe maybe the kid, for example, has lots of contacts with the parent. So we're trying to reach the parent, but right. we're doing it through the kid. You know, that one layer of separation is as long as it's that hyper focused, you can really do a lot um, with this. So it's something that I highly recommend people do. Y'all. So, OK, this is great. So y'all y'all arranged it. You put, yeah. mm -hmm. you got all that together. You did. Okay. We researched the influencers. We reached out to them on behalf of the client. You gave me all kinds of ideas, Dan. <laughs> I know. Do it. Go for it. Everybody should be doing this. Um, so yeah, reach out to the influencers. Find, you, you have to do some research. It is time intensive and you're looking for uh, their followers and their contacts and their location and all of the little details that make, you know, make them the right fit. Right. But once you get it, then you can use them over and over again. So we're actually here in Chicago and we're starting to build books of influencers for different categories to hit different people. That is, it's, it's I huge. like this. I like this. Yeah. And so, and so that's, and that's such a good point. What you're saying about even a smaller business with a smaller budget, like you, you don't, it doesn't have to be, you're paying some huge influencer, you know, thousands of dollars for one social media post, right? Like right. you're saying, it doesn't, that's not the case. If you're in a smaller scale, you have a smaller scale influencer that's not going to demand high price, high, high fees or whatever, right? That you can afford to do that. And then it's like, if they really are local, they go there anyway, maybe. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I love exactly. That. And, and I'm talking, mm -hmm. when I say like, it's inexpensive for the business to do this, I'm talking like 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, that's what I was wondering. Is it like 50 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Like 50, here's 50 bucks post two or three times. And we, we came up with the agreement. We, we created like a little two page contract thing. And here's what we would like you to say along these lines so that it's on par with the brand and you know, all of that. So um, yeah, it, it's not difficult to do and it's very effective and it's very affordable. So right. On another note, though, this, this all plays into a part of what we're really doing this year in 2021, which is focusing on user-generated content. So UGC is the name of the game this year. I've 
been posting about it every week, um, almost every day, something about it somewhere online because it's that big of a deal. And for the listeners, what that is, is it's content that your fans or your customers are posting online about you, whether they're checking in and putting a, you know, posting a picture of the pasta they ordered or a picture of them giving a bouquet of flowers to their loved one from your flower shop or whatever, and they tag your business online, you take that content and repurpose it and share it and use it on your social channels. So that's, you're actually showing what customers are, are seeing and what they think about your brand, not, you know, because business owners are always posting pictures of their products, but that's from the business owner standpoint. Sure. This is from the customer standpoint and people like to see what their peers, their fellow customers are seeing and how they feel. It, it's like recommendations, right? On Facebook, yeah. everybody wants to know, where'd you get your car fixed? Where, all of that kind of stuff. This is, it's an element of that where you're sharing the content that your customers are posting, not just pictures that you've taken. Right, right. Well, and product. it's like, it's, it's a third party validation thing. It, you mm-hmm. know, that's a thing in sales in general. Like that, yep. it's always been a thing that, that you, for some reason, and it, we can all kind of laugh because we have our own personal examples. Like I might, I might tell my husband that something is really awesome and he doesn't really listen, but as soon as the right person tells him that that same thing is awesome, he's going to go, oh, you know what so-and-so told me was awesome. <laughs> and I'll right. go, I've been saying it all this time. So sometimes people do need to hear it from a different perspective, especially if it's a customer, like something that, um, something that I will do sometimes, especially for, uh, people that just like clients that just need more content. Maybe they don't have a whole lot of other stuff to work with. You can take like reviews and turn it into something lovely and post it, right? Like you can use, like I use Canva, whatever people use, but you could take a review off of Facebook or Yelp or whatever you use, I guess. Right. And mm-hmm. then turn it into a nice little graphic and share that. Yep. We did it 10 times last week for our clients we used uh, Google actually. And then like you said, with Canva using, uh, they have the Google review icon in their thing there. Oh, yeah. So you pop that in there. So it's actually the Google logo with the stars under it. And I mean, it, there's so much stuff you can do with that. And it plays into testimonials. It plays into the reviews. Um, like I said, the user generated content with the influencer marketing go hand in hand. And right. it's just the, it's the step that everybody's taken this year. Uh, all the big brands are doing it. They're, you know, it's big into the user generated content. And so we're bringing that to small businesses at scale. And we're recommending that other small businesses do it. And, and, and also there's other benefits to it. Not, are you just putting out user generated content from the standpoint of your viewers seeing it? but you're putting out content from people that encourages them to want to put out more content because everybody likes to see their posts shared, right? Especially if you're a bigger area brand. Like we work with some fairly good size companies here in Chicago from a name standpoint, like everybody knows them. And if they share little Susie's post, it's like, oh, wow, this brand shared my stuff. Like, that's so cool. I'm going to go do more of that. And they get their little 15 seconds of fame. And now you've got somebody creating content on a more macro level. So now you got 10 pieces, 20 pieces, their friends see it and they start doing it. Next thing you know, you've got content coming out the wazoo that you can use for all kinds of different things. And, uh, and it's great for Instagram too, because it's harder to, you can't share stuff on Instagram, right? You can share it in stories, but you can't share it post to post like you can with Facebook. So we take that Facebook content, that user generated content, check-ins, pictures, whatever people do on Facebook, cross pollinate it over to Instagram and yep. share it on there as a post. 
and um, it just they blend together well and it creates that really nice user generated content for both right. platforms right so it's that everybody listening that is seriously an excellent tip like if especially if you're having to go it alone right now and you are looking for content ideas that are impactful but that are maybe a little bit more efficient time-wise you're not always having to do something super creative mm-hmm. user-generated content for sure reshare i mean like on instagram for example it's so easy if somebody talks about your business or you like whatever you provided in their stories to immediately reshare that to your stories. Like there's actually a built-in feature in case you're not familiar (laughs) to do that. You always want to do that, but then you could also just take it and make something new out of Mm -hmm. it and get creative with it. But um, I think that that's something that a lot of people overlook and don't do. Totally. And it's, it goes into the monitoring aspect of it too, because people are not monitoring their pages. Business owners don't, you know, even the ones that are fairly heavily posting, they don't monitor. They don't watch for comments and reviews for as a percentage wise. It's like, oh, I forget, maybe 78% sticks in my head. Something like that of comments go unanswered on business pages. Ah, uh, no, that's crazy. It's nuts. And a majority of them, even the ones that get answered, they're not answered for hours or days on end. So right. if you're not responding to people quickly, um, I've seen stats that say, if you don't respond within 15 minutes, they go down the road to their Uh, to your competition or at least start searching for the answer from somebody else 15 minutes so if it's hours and days you can forget about it and so if you're monitoring you're already there to see when they check in to see when they tag your brand to see when they post about you there's your user generated content take it use it and now you've killed two birds with one stone you've been monitoring what you should be doing and you found the content for your ugc campaign so they go hand in hand everything ties together it does. It does. I love that. that's such good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Well, so before I let you go, I want to do, I wanted to do like a little, um, pandemic check-in. Um, yeah. we kind of chatted about it earlier. So like when you came on the show last year, it was May. So it was very fresh. We were like mm-hmm. <laughs> still at the beginning of the craziness. How has that gone for at least in with your business and your clients' businesses? I mean, have, have you seen things progress pretty, pretty well, like in a positive way? So it's interesting here in Chicagoland, there's two, uh, two halves of the economy. Almost you have Chicago itself, then you have the suburbs. None of our suburban clients like restaurants and stuff ever shut down. They just stayed open because they couldn't afford it. Yeah. The, in the city clients, um, people within the actual city of Chicago pretty much had to shut down. Um, they didn't really have any choice. But my point is, is that we saw, because of that, we got to see all aspects of every end of the spectrum when it came to the pandemic and the effects of it and so on. And we still are seeing that as the time you and I are recording this right now. I mean, it's what would you say, nine months later. So we're still dealing with it, of course, but um, our business was able to take our own advice from last year's slogan, pivot, don't panic. And we pivoted and we used, uh, we went and found a lot of sanitizing companies and companies that were not as affected by the pandemic or even positively affected, I guess you could say, like sanitizing companies where they have yep. to go sanitize these buildings. Um, so that was a big plus for us. But we really, I, I don't use the word luck very often, but we really lucked out. We just happened, I think, to have the, the right mix of clients for us that didn't cancel and drop off. Like I was telling you before this started, uh, before we started recording this today, that 
Um, I don't think we lost a single client due to the pandemic. Um, but what we did do, because I felt so blessed in that way that, you know, it, we didn't seem to take a hit. I really wanted to make sure that we forwarded that blessing on, I guess you could say, to other businesses. So we've run a lot of campaigns where we've offered free social media for small businesses in need. Uh, we've reached out to the city, um, like the groups, the little suburban Facebook groups up here in yeah. Chicagoland and posted, um, hey, if you know a business that's hurting, send them our way and we'll do their social media for free for a few months or whatever, just to help them at least keep afloat, try to offer some ideas on how they can maybe make some money while this is going on and take more of a consultative approach for them. Not It's not just about posting on social media for them, but it was also bringing ideas to the table that we've seen from the last nine years that work and implementing those on their behalf for free just to keep them from going under during this time. So, um, so that's kind of where we were at throughout the whole process, but now it seems like things are starting to shape up a little and yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. That's really great that y'all did that. That's, that's really generous of you and it can make, it can make a big difference. I mean, you never know whenever a right. social media post or something is just going to get in front of the right person at the right time and totally change the day, the whole day yeah. for your business. Well, and think about it like this, right? So we, we were just talking about think social first. What a better time than a pandemic to think social first. You got a 60 or 70% increase in social media usage because everybody's at home on their phones. You've got nothing probably but time and effort on your hands as a business owner. Like you better be grinding because otherwise you are going to go out of business. You know, like you might go out of business anyway because of the pandemic, but if you're not putting your best foot forward and just throwing all your ideas at the wall and going for it, you're you're just hurting yourself. So what right. better time is there to just completely go for it? You know, if you haven't been doing social media to date and you're struggling with pandemic driven problems, then it, I mean, it's technically free to do social media, right? Like it's not a, I mean, it's time. Yeah. Time is what it is. But if you have the time, which you probably do, I mean, you can always find time. We can all find an hour in a day, yep. even if it's at two in the morning. Yep. Your business is hurting. You better find that at that hour and go for right. it. So we've been really pushing hard. And that's actually what led to the Think Social First. It's it's a post, not that we're out of the pandemic, but it's the post pivot mindset. And now it's like, okay, all these people are online with social media, 70% increase in usage. It's time for businesses to finally pull their head out of the sand and realize that it's not going away. It's we're still in infancy stages of so many areas of social media. Yeah. Um, and there's always something, even if you're maxing out your Facebook and Instagram, do TikTok, do something else, you know, find another platform that's working for you right? or that you haven't used yet and, and utilize it. But like right. you did with TikTok. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, know, you know better than anybody. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I love that. That's a great place to end. Um, I think, I think that you shared a lot of really, really helpful stuff with everybody. I like the think social first slogan. It's, 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 it's so good. I I'm so jealous. I didn't think of it myself, um, <laughs> but I'll just ride your coattails. on it. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> All right. Um, Dan, tell everybody before you go, how they can find you on social media, how they can find out more about flip switch and all that stuff. So Flip Switch is all the usual places. It's uh, at Flip Switch Social Media is pretty much the handle on any page. And then um, FlipSwitchConsulting.com is our website that's being rebuilt. So uh, eventually that'll look different. But um, what else? Um, and then my brand, uh, which I'm slowly building out, not doing nearly a good, 
as good of a job as you are, Brittany, is Dan Peterson official. Um, you can always find kind of the pink little icon with my yep. face in it, which is kind of a nod to the fact I have three daughters. So I had to keep some pink in the picture, right? That's but, awesome. Um, That's all. Hey, and I'm waiting on in your personal brand, by the way, to for some music content. Come on now. Uh, we need to see it on the list, right? <laughs> Put on the list of things to do. No problem. Just add it to the list of things to do. You have nothing else to do. All right. Hey, I think the only, reason, the only reason why I do such a good job is because I'm a camera hog, Dan. <laughs> well, you do a really good job. I should say this. I, I've got to plug my uh, my youngest daughter, whose account we handle is Scrunchy Face Brooklyn. So for all you listeners out there, go on TikTok or Instagram and look up Scrunchy Face Brooklyn. She, as of the time of, uh, of this recording, she's got 11,700 followers on TikTok. And her views, she had a few videos go viral, um, which has led to the whole process. So um, she's a character. She's two and a half years old as of the time that we're talking right now. And um, she is hilarious. She's got more personality than most adults I know. So I'm looking it up. Right, hang on. Like scrunchy, like C-H-I-E? Uh, C-R, sorry, S-C-R-U-N-C-H-Y. Scrunchy, like you scrunch okay. up your face. Yeah, okay, okay. Because that was her little thing that she's Crunchy. done. Oh, she I see, I see, I see. Scrunchy face, Brooklyn. I found her on TikTok. <laughs> I see the scrunchy face. Okay, <laughs> she just got another follower. <laughs> Sweet. That is so cute. I love it so much. My um, my six-year-old, even just last night, she's like, "Can I have my own TikTok?" I was like, <laughs> "But she means like she wants to be on it. Like she right. wants it on her device." And I'm like, "No." Now you can, you can make your appearances, but I'm not going to just download it for you. Right. Like Lord right. knows what you're going to see, <laughs> but, yep. um, but now you, now you guys have brought us inspiration. I will show this to her and I'm sure she'll be like, I need my own account. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is adorable. I love it. Well, I'm following her now. So, all right, Dan, thank you so much for coming back to the show. You're welcome to come back anytime. I appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye.